This is Adrienne Barbeau, your nightlight, and you're listening to Draw One Last Breath. Welcome to Draw One Last Breath podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome again, welcome again. So this is our fifth episode. Wow. Five five bloody episodes. Five episodes. It's taken us over two months. It's not bad, is it? It's good, it's good. But I've enjoyed it so far. It's been really, really good fun. I don't know about you. Yeah, we're getting like a little bit more response on social media, which is quite nice, getting it out there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well... Shall we kick it off with the news then? Yeah, let's go. What what you got? What you got this week? Well, I just want to say, where have you been this week? Ah, oh, I went to LFCC 2018, London Film Comic Con. Fuck yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it was really really good fun. Like lots of obviously, I don't know if anybody's been before, but it's just like a big Comic Con kind of place where loads of people do signings and uh, there's absolutely loads of stores you can buy like cool memorabilia. But yeah, got got to meet some of my my idols which was cool and uh, got some more work done on my Game of Thrones poster yeah finally oh. got a Stark for my poster <laughs> I have about 100 signatures but it seems like more and more every time we go like I remember the first time we went mm. and um, I went because I want to see Doug Bradley from Hellraiser oh yeah yeah. <laughs> not telling that story but, um, uh, <laughs> for another time <laughs> for another the time Hellraiser special yeah but, um, more and more horror guests this year yeah. so who did you meet? Um, this year I met who did I meet? More, I met uh, Adriana Barboa from The Fog fucking A that was cool Tom Atkins from The Fog as well and, and Maniac Cop which was which was quite cool um, who else? Oh, uh, uh, Serena Vincent from um, Cabin Fever. Nice. She's cool. She has some stories to tell me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it was a really, really good time. I had, I had fun. So we'll, we'll definitely. Well, we've got. We've also got some good news to come from that. But we're not gonna. Yeah, we're not gonna reveal it quite now. So but you'll see this in the in, the in the next couple of yeah, weeks. Keep those ears peeled. Yeah, and eyes peeled for on the social and media social as well. Media, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Cool. So, what, what news you got? You got any good news this week? It's been a, quite quiet, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been quite quiet, but I have got a bit more Stephen King news, because we love a bit of Stephen King, so they've announced um, uh, another adaptation. So, last couple of weeks we talked about Doctor Sleep coming yeah. out, a sequel to um, the It movie, like Castle Rock as yeah, well. Loads of Stephen King. Loads of stuff. Stephen King renaissance. But the latest one is, um, I haven't got too much, I'm just going to, it's just Firestar. Remember Firestar oh, yeah, with Drew, Barrym- yeah, yeah. Uh, Drew Barrymore, the really? book? This is another Stephen King book. I did not know anything about this. No, it's, um, so that's it's coming out. I don't know who, it's just barely it's got really. en- barely got anything. Yeah. But I know that they're looking to turn that in there. I don't even think it's got a director yet. They released the original movie recently in a really nice packaging. Really? Like, yeah, it's like really, really nice box and everything. Right. It's not It's not Arrow, but it's, it's an, um, another company, but it looks really nice. Oh, cool. Tempted, tempted to pick it up. I might check that out. I like that. I remember that always playing on when we went to the local nice club furnace. It was always on the background. Oh, was it? Yeah, they put that. Um, they always had that on loop with um, Shining and Tanko, I think. I oh, yeah, yeah, I remember them putting that. And what was that other thing they used to play? Like the, the 
puppets and stuff. So I can't even remember. Was oh. Battle for the Planets or something like that. I don't know which one that was. Oh, I can't remember. They always used to play it. Um, but we didn't we didn't get a chance. We recorded our podcast just before um, San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. And there was a couple of trailers that dropped just over the weekend that mm. we didn't get to talk about, um, which um, was a shame. But like Godzilla trailer. Yeah, that looks good. It looks brilliant. The new monster, the new monster movies and stuff like that. Obviously, mm. the Titan with King Kong. Not King Kong was in the trailer, no. but it had Mothra. Yeah. And had some the others, which I can't remember the bloody names. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, they're going really old school in Japan and stuff like that. So it's beautiful, doesn't it? The way it's shot. Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown, like I said, is yeah. in it, and um, the other one, Farmiga. So that looks good. That was a really exciting trailer. Um, this week. Um, the new Venom trailer dropped. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that has actually made me want to go and watch it. It's a bit like the Predator one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. The first one was a bit, oh, it looks boring, and the second one drops, and it's like, hang on, now you've got my intention. Yeah, definitely. And it's definitely horror. I yeah. mean, you know, it's got, it looks like it's got carnage in as well. And like, even the comics and all that sort of stuff, it was proper, to me, it's like a, a horror comic, and it's yeah. definitely that sort of character. Oh, it's yeah, quite it's evil. Oh, hitting that kind of Yeah. Way. That genre, isn't it? So we'll cover that one. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but, yeah, we get to tie, do a Marvel tie-in on our yeah, podcast. Yeah, finally. <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe they'll do um, Mobius the Living Vampire one day. We could uh, do that. They, well, Morbius? They are, they? Morbius, they are doing it. They're doing a standalone movie. Oh, fucking yes. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, it's in the works. They've been signed off and everything. They've oh, not, that's quick. Yeah. They've not really said much about it yet, but it's definitely, definitely a Morbius film being made. And I bet that would be as dark as anything. I hope so. Yeah, that would be really, really good. Alright, bud, that's um that's all I've got yeah, for the news. I, what you got? To be honest, I ain't got much much this week. Um a bit of interesting news I thought I'd talk to you about because obviously you're a massive fan. Was um Jaws two, there's a load of photos that they found or right. some guy released that's that surfaced by a guy called David Mann over like something like hundred and eighty photos of uh, on set um photos on Jaws two. It's really, really cool. You should go and check it out. I will do now. I mean, Jaws is like yeah. my favourite favourite movie of like all, all time. Mm. And but Jaws 2 was... Jaws 2 was decent. Yeah, yeah. It had some of the similar lines. But I loved... I really did like Jaws 2. The yeah, teenage bits. really cool black and white photos on there. Of oh, like wicked. Bruce. <laughs> Bruce the shark. <laughs> yeah, so that looks pretty cool. Um, so get, go check that out if you can. Yeah. What else is... Oh, oh filming is underway... On Andy Mach- Ma- I can't remember his name. How say it? Ma- Machetis. Right. It too, obviously. Don't ask me. <laughs> uh, Andy Machetti. Machetti. Um, obviously, he's the it director. The it movie, chapter two. There's loads of photos come out on Twitter of uh, Sophia Lillis and uh, Jessica Chastain together, like obviously okay. on set talking to each other and stuff. Like, obviously, they're not in scenes together, I doubt, but. Obviously, but um, obviously they're hanging around with each other quite a lot to get into characters and stuff. And they've shown some pictures of the full cast walking down the street, like James McAvoy's there and stuff like that. So the photos look pretty cool. And that's coming out next year. Yeah, that's next year. Exciting. Um, Halloween is definitely, the new Halloween movie is definitely going to be rated R in America, so that's an 18 over here. Seriously? Yeah, so it's going to be proper gore so that's good because uh, I was a bit worried they were going to try and dumb it down and cut it down to be a 15 or something to reach bigger it's audience. usually the amount of gore that turns it into an 18 mm. but you could still get it could still get through um, BBFC I read I read online that is um, something about there possibly could be drug use in it and, um, and ah, okay. 
nudity possibly that's pushed it that far yeah, as well. We didn't like nudity in England, so... <laughs> um, and the only other thing that I really saw online was about Castle Rock, again, going back to Stephen King stuff, um, that it's going to be an anthology series, but they've released on Hulu, like, three episodes already. So okay. they've already got it at three episodes over there, but I, I have no idea where we're going to get it over here. So if anybody on uh, social media knows where you can get it, let us know. Yeah, because <laughs> I really want to watch I'll it. I really want to watch it too. So badly, but somebody's going to pick it up here. I've I got a feeling it'll probably be somebody like, I would imagine somebody like Amazon Prime will get it. Yeah, I okay. don't think Netflix will. I don't think it's Netflix thing. It. I think yeah. it'd be, like you said, it'd be Amazon Prime, I reckon. Possibly, possibly. But yeah, that's that's all I got this week, really. Or Shudder. Or Shudder, fingers crossed. Okay, so I guess we're going to our like our first uh, our, our movie for this week. Mm-hmm. Multiple reports are now coming in of parents murdering their own children. Listen to me, we have to get out of the house before mom and dad come home. Dad? Put your right foot in! You take your right foot out! You do the hook, you hold the end, you We basically watched um, a film called uh, Mom and Dad. Uh, basically, it's uh, it's starring Nicholas Cage and Selma Blair, and it's like a modern horror movie where your parents want to kill you. It's the movie is sort of set in like a Stepford Wild style neighbourhood. The teenagers are annoying. They're always on their phone, stealing their parents' money, and generally annoying the potential psychopaths mm. of the of the movie. I thought, like, much like Shaun of the Dead and um, Zack Schneider's Dawn of the Dead, there were, like, hints within the movie that can be, that can be like, seen in the background. Right. So you always see some, like, things. So you remember in, like, Shaun of the Dead where he's, like, flicking the TV yeah. and it sort of hints that there's a zombie apocalypse and then there's bits in the beginning of the Dawn of the Dead where you sort of see a, a body come into, into the hospital and you're like, oh, that looks a bit weird. There are bits in this movie with like um, that sort of hinted that something weird was going on yeah, before like it started, stuff, yeah. which was quite cool. But like a typical zombie apocalypse, he never quite learned the truth as to why the violence started in the first place, which I thought was cool. Mm. You just basically have to enjoy the ride. I thought like with Mayhem out now on D- DVD, which is a movie about all violence in the workplace, Mum and Dad brings us violence in suburbia. Mm. And it was quite fun. Yeah. I thought. What did you think? We seem similar, but this feel this felt like quite fresh and new. It was it was okay. I mean, yeah, I liked it. It kept me entertained. It felt really short. I don't know about you, but it was short. Well, I, really I like that though. Short. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I I did like it. Let's dive, dive a little bit more into it. I mean, what did you think of the performances? performances I mean I'd like the great Nicolas Cage in it because so. yeah. I think he's obviously I think apparently he's paid all his kind of debt off now so this is why he's going to be doing some better stuff from now on well we know he's got Mandy coming out later yeah. on you know, another horror movie this one was just like seemed like just a lot of fun he looked like he was having fun he was very it. involved with the character yeah. I thought and he did the uh, Typical Nicolas Cage kind of like acting <laughs> it's, it's it? Nicolas Cage inflection some weird stuff didn't he in it it's like I don't know, there's one point where he's like talking to the kid and drinking a beer and then he just licks the beer can. Did you yeah, see that? He, just, so he is absolutely nuts. I love him for like his little craziness and this was like the perfect role for him because it got he got to go a little bit out there. A bit unhinged. The way the movie sort of takes us, it sort of like starts off a bit. You see the kids at school and then mm. all the parents are waiting outside. 
it's a bit odd. They're like, what the hell's going on? They're sort of like almost why yeah, they're, they're just staring at and then um, next thing you know, they pull one of the kids over and their mum just like keys him. Oh, and, yeah, it, that's it, yeah. and then they all start running across. And it go, then that's when it goes all dawn and dead. It's No, they're not zombies, they're but something's like, happened to them. And they so don't got... kill anyone else's kids. It's just their own. Yeah. By the way, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably should have put that Yeah, all right. But we'll we, we spoil it a little bit. But um, generally it was just like, like a little bit of fun, I thought. I mean, we've we've I guess like the last couple of weeks we've seen some quite like serious horror movies. Yeah. It was nice just to be able to sort of see something a little bit crazy and fun, and the, the violence was pretty cool. Um, I mean, some of the ways that they kill their kids and stuff like that was um, pretty mental. I mean, I'm sure it'll have, it's some people watching go, "Fucking hell, this is dark." There I mean, are some bits. Do you want to talk about? dive into the darkest bit of the movie or not. Uh, yeah, what you're, you're going to talk about, what you've been, the hospital scene. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know... I don't know. See, this is where the point in the movie, I was like, that's a little bit too... It just took... You know, like, it was all kind of... It was kind of light-hearted. Yeah. Kind of like, you know, like parents, like, literally, like, rugby tackling their children on the <laughs> football field. With like, a nice, like, music track yeah, over it. Yeah, yeah. Which was cool, and, and like, and then Nicolas Cage is quite funny, there's some really good one liners in it, and stuff. Yeah, and then you get to the hospital scene where Samuel Blair's sister is having a baby, yeah, and you were like kind of on edge. I, I was a little bit kind of like well, thinking what's happened and what's going to know, you know, what's going to happen. I'm thinking as soon as she has that baby, she's yeah. going to do something, and they give it to her, mm. and what does she do? She starts kind of like smothering it like, smothering it in like, front of all the doctors and definitely. they're just wrestling the baby off her and it's quite graphic and it looks really real and the baby looks real and everything and yeah yeah they managed to get the baby off her but it's I just thought I just that took me it took a really dark turn <laughs> like really fast yeah like one minute it's up here and then boom it's like really dark and then as soon as that finishes it kind of goes on to being kind of tongue the, the whole the light. whole tongue and cheek yeah. again I mean maybe like because it had that sort of like jokes and um, and stuff like that, and like the the gore was like quite quirky, I thought, mm. and quite like funny, and the, and the, I just thought that was a, yeah, you like you said, it's just a weird twist, and I don't know if it was meant to be funny or not, or they just decided to go a little bit dark. Yeah, maybe maybe just I don't know. It just seems a bit like it was completely out of context yeah, for the yeah. rest of the movie. Yeah, totally, totally. It's like kind of like they filmed the scene and went mm, should we put it in yeah we better keep it in because it's a really short movie as it is yeah. we'll keep it in there like the hospital scene because they didn't really they didn't really go back on it I was expecting them to revisit it or something no because they just like it just uh, they get the baby off them yeah. uh, Selma Blair's character and then um, and tell and, her to jog on and tell her to jog on <laughs> so then she's like right and then all this is happening and the kids are sort of like can see other people's parents killing their yeah. mates and they're like oh, a bit worried so They've got like a daughter, a son and daughter, right. played by um, was it Ariel Winter? How is that? What was that her? Uh, I didn't know that was Ariel Winter. Yes, Ariel Winter. Really? Ariel Winter. What's she been in? Uh, she was in um, oh, the comedy program on um, with um, what's it called? Modern Family. Modern Family. Yeah, the comedy program on Modern Family. She well, maybe it was an Ariel Winter. Seven seasons. The brunette with the glasses? Yeah. That's not her then. It was someone else. I wrote down the wrong name. <laughs> oh my. I swear to God, I was like, really? That was Ariel Winner? Winker. 
aerial winker. I think so. <laughs> I love you. And uh, the, oh. the, the, the son was played by Brian Taylor. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was funny. <laughs> but she's, she's doing a wonderful job trying to keep him alive and stuff like that. And um, waiting for them to... It's Anne Winters is her Anne name. Anne Winters. Um, <laughs> Winker. <yeah. laughs> I probably have Ariel Winter on them. Ariel Winters, an arch enemy. Yeah, like, similar. Yeah. Anyway... Right. Um, um, but yeah, they so they're waiting at any moment for the parents to come home, and they've got a housekeeper as well, haven't they? Yeah. It's hinted at again. It's very. Su- I lo- I did like this bit. This was the the, the subtlety of mm. it all. Um, you sort of know something weird happened. They do like a little dodgy, like a little weird like shot of the 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 boy, um, and you can hear just this like weird noise, mm. like a. And you're like, what the hell was that? And it, again, you don't find out until later when she's just, the housekeeper's mopping the floor. She's she's killed her own daughter. Mm-hmm. And they and it's just that she acts like nothing's really happened. She's just mopping the floor, which I it's thought been, was quite... There's no emotion, is there? Once no. they've done it, there's no kind of recollection of them doing it. And they seem to be just carrying on with life as normal. Yeah. And But again, like you said earlier, there's absolutely no explanation at this point. Um, to what? To, to why? What it is yeah. And what's they, going on? They sort of say the they do the similar like, um, you know, broadcasting on um, on TV, which mm. they've done like Dawn and Dead, and it's like, oh, it's uh, we're being they're, they're under attack and all that sort of stuff. And you know, you don't really know if they're under attack or not. You don't. Know, nobody no. knows what's happening. But um, so there's all lovely. There's cool little montages of like <laughs> parents killing their kids in the background and then yeah. talking about it, which which is quite. It's definitely worth a watch because it's um it's quite funny. But you get to the inevitable, which is sort of the um, I don't know if you call the it showdown. Yeah, the home alone moment or something like that, yeah. where um, they're sort of like the, the dad comes in first, and he's just like, and it's no wait. He comes in, he starts like being all Nicolas Cage, and just like takes a run at him, mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. he? Because the girl's boyfriend's in there as well in the house, isn't he? Yeah. When, they, when he comes home, so it kind of initially makes him angry as it is and then he just goes for it doesn't he yeah it's goes all Nicolas Cage he falls over and knocks himself out oh yeah <laughs> and then they run away don't they and lock themselves in the basement <laughs> yeah the basement and there's some like cutaway scenes to what was, was in the basement because it's like trashed yeah because this is the little scene I would like to talk about because it's kind of strange it takes another little turn doesn't it it's like where it's, it's obviously a scene quite a long scene b- between Salma Blair's character and Nicolas Cage's character and it they almost are talking about kind of like almost their identities have completely been wiped and they're just mum and dad and they don't have... And like he's having some kind of midlife crisis where he's making yeah. a pool table and he doesn't even like pool. Yeah. And then he just goes nuts, doesn't he? Cause he smashed he, up the pool yeah, table. It's almost like it's because he's bored of his life and he's just like, I can't be asked anymore and he smashes up the pool table. They all just seem bored and... Mm. I don't know, it's just like... I don't know whether it's a a stab at kind of suburban life about people that just live, like, Get up, drop their kids off, go to yoga, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I guess it is, but it it maybe sometimes, with those little bits, it was maybe trying to be too intelligent, Mm. trying to drive home a little bit of character development, where, to be honest, if they'd just gone, like, all out, you know, choking kids with like telephone wire. I'd have been happy with that. <laughs> with funny, funny stuff. They could have, they could have concentrated more on like the um, the funny sort of deaths and stuff like mm. that. I think because it, it like go all out 
comedy. Forget yeah. about all the subplot and just like like the initial scene in Dawn of the Dead where the little kid runs at him and she's coming out in the car and there's kids on roller skates and she's running them over and all that sort of stuff. Similar to like say Zombieland. Yeah. Those sort of that sort of moment they could they were just sort of stuck yeah. in the middle. Yeah, no, <laughs> I can see where you're coming from with that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And then and then obviously they're trying to they're trying to get into the basement, aren't they? And uh, and that's where they hear the doorbell go. <laughs> you're gonna talk and about. Then, and then the special guest uh, <laughs> appearance comes into the house, and it's. Uh, is it Nicolas Cage's mum and dad, isn't it? Yes, yeah, Nicolas Cage's mum and dad. Yeah, which is Lance Henriksen. Oh, it's a great cameo. The great Lance Henriksen from uh, Aliens, obviously plays Bishop, and various other movies. But yeah, he just turns up out of the blue like a little cameo. Like, Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. So they turn up, and obviously they wanna... they've got this thing as well, and they're like. And then Lance Henriksen just launches himself at Nicolas Cage. He looks like he's got a potato peeler, but you said it wasn't a potato peeler. I don't know what it was. It's like a little knife, but it looked like a really like a sm- paring knife. Yeah, like... it looked like a really small knife. He starts yeah. stabbing Nicolas Cage. Like properly with stabbing him in the in the gut. So you've got Lance Henriksen going after um, Nicolas Cage, Nicolas Cage going after his son, and his whole little daft thing, and then like Selma Blair sort of well, she doesn't really hate her, but she starts going after the mum. Mm. Anyway, and the mum gets run over in some really random way as well, oh, which yeah. is quite quite funny. And it all sort of comes to its uh, natural crescent, crescendo. crescendo. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, they knock out, knock out the parents and tie them up in the basement. Yeah. And just start talking to them. Yeah, I like the way Lance Henriksen goes out as well. Literally gets his head smashed in in the car, doesn't he? Oh, it's nuts! That little bit. Pretty gross. They're beating the crap out of each other in his yeah. lovely little trans arm and then uh, yeah he gets his head head smashed in because um, when I was at London Film and Comic Con I queued up to meet him and I thought oh this is my opportunity I might just ask him if he remembers filming it with Nicolas Cage because obviously everybody asks him, asks him questions about aliens and all the time <laughs> which I did before previously when I met but I asked him well did you remember making mum and dad because sometimes you know these actors they make so many films and they like forget so yeah, it's quite old now He's like, oh yeah, I love making mum and dad. It's brilliant. He goes, I love working with Nicolas Cage. He goes, it's just so much fun. And he goes, and and obviously I haven't watched the film yet for the for the podcast. And he's like, oh yeah, I get totally my head smashed in. I was like, <laughs> <He> spoilers. But <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. quite. I thought it was quite funny that Lance Henriksen actually spoiled the movie for me. Amazing. So I kind of knew what was going to happen, but yeah, you say spoil, but yeah, but it was it was good speaking to you. Yeah, and, yeah, and then and then it just ends. Yeah, because they're tied up, aren't they? And then the, the kids are just like, they're like, oh, we're okay now, kids, it's all good. And they're like, just let us go. And then they start getting angry again. And then they just, the end. Yeah, which is... What sh- did you feel about this, the end? You know, I could tie, again, like, tying it in with, like, similar movies. I, don't, I can't remember how Mayhem ended now, but um, with Dawn of the Dead, they sort of had that, they had that style ending, mm. but then they had the after credits where you had those sort of blips in with the video camera, yeah, and you had sure. the wicked, um, that wicked uh, music, Downward Sickness, like yeah. Disturbed, and it sort of worked. I think the thing this movie lacked was a bit of like extra music mm. credibility. I think it needed a decent soundtrack, and I think it could have made it like slightly better. Mm. That's the only thing that was missing. Um, that could have just well, that could have brought it up just a little bit. Yeah. Some of the scenes needed um, that sort of like proper music, and then the end credits could have done with like, boom, and then a good little 
a good little um, soundtrack and then that would have been fine. But it kind of just, the end credits didn't really have anything. I guess that proves that it wasn't really that high a budget, which no, is fine. No, true. I mean, I, to be honest, I didn't think it was going to finish there. Mm. I, didn't, I, I thought it at least had another 15 minutes left on it. Um, and I, I thought it was going to take a big turn, and, like you said, and be proper gruesome, like, and go all out gore or something like that. Um, and basically them all, all of them ended up dead or something, like, yeah. which I think might have been a better idea, really. Is that even the kids are dead, like they just all kill each other and that's it at the end. Um, but I don't know, it's just like, yeah, it ended a bit abruptly and I was like, oh, okay. But at the end of the day, it entertained me and I thought it was quite funny and the acting was good, and but it just it just lacked a little of something else. Would you recommend anyone to go and watch it? I'd say, I'd say if it is available on like um, streaming service like Prime, Amazon yeah. Prime or Netflix, yeah, go check it out. I, I don't think I'd rush out and buy it. Maybe if it's like cheap, like a fiver or something. Yeah. Maybe give it a whirl, but I definitely recommend watching it. But I just that it wasn't like the most, you know, entertaining movie I've seen. I like that genre. I like what they're doing with it, and I and you know we we watched this one um, because we've probably seen Mayhem. To be honest, Mayhem would have probably been a good shout if you want like a similar movie with a bit more oomph. Go and probably go and. Grab Mayhem on uh, on DVD, even though it's not and it's not available on Blu-ray. Is it? No, yeah. it's really annoying because I really wanted to buy it, but I think I'm going to hold out and see yeah. if it eventually release on Blu-ray. But that's a good shout because Mayhem is great. We saw it at Fright Fest. Yeah. Was it last year? It was last year. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was a good. And it's got um, Glenn from um, Walking, Walking Dead, Dead in yeah. it as well. So um, yeah. And Samara I'll... Weaving as well. She's quite good. She's from yeah. that Babysitter movie, which was good. Babysitter was very good. Yeah. So yeah, if you. Go and see it, but I mean, if you get the like, don't I wouldn't recommend personally buying it like Matt, no. Matt's like you said, but yeah, if you wanted like a better option, go and grab Mayhem. Definitely. What would you give it out of? Give it out of ten. 10. Oh, that's a hard one. I think I'd give it a five. Like it's middle of the road for me. It's kind of like I didn't hate it and I didn't love it. So yeah, I'd give it a five. I'll go with that. Yeah. I'll give it. I'll give it a five. Yeah. Give it a draw one less breath. Five okay. out of ten. Cool. Sweet. Excellent stuff. So, what's next on the agenda? Mention what we're going to be watching next in uh, next episode's okay. podcast. And in two weeks we should I'm be... excited. Yeah, I know, mate. <laughs> I've got this, um, I've had this thing poster on my phone for so long now. And I've been, I've been shouting about it. I know it's going to be fucking awful, but awfully good, hopefully. <laughs> so it's basically Jason Statham versus Sharks. <laughs> or a big fucking shark. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be going watching The Meg well, at the okay. cinema. So we get to see a cinema movie, not in 3D. Okay. I can't I can't watch it in 3D. No, no. All right, but yeah, the Jason Statham kicking it, hopefully kicking a shark in the face. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> That'll be really good. Um, so that's our next, episode's, um, our next episode's review. And now on to our topic section. We'll tear your soul apart. Mikey! Not bad enough to have Friday the 13th. We've got a full moon, too. Did you hear that? I heard that. A fly. Come to Freddy. Clear! Clear. Ah! Wendy, I'm home. Yeah. Something to scream about. I'll get around there with So, we thought we would... I picked out the topic which was 
most favourite 80s movie. Um, I think we've had a little debate on this, haven't we? We're really kind yeah. of like, we've covered some things already. We've said some things that we like and dislike and stuff. But I think we're, I think the best thing to do is just pick a couple each or something and talk about them and why they are important to us, maybe, rather than just going, this is my favourite 80s movie. Yeah, um, maybe talk about the 80s in general. Yeah, like, let's just have a little chat. Yeah, because... Uh, I loved it. Yeah, I got. I think I got a few that you might be surprised at actually. Um, but yeah, what what what's your first one? You want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Um, okay, well I'm going for something. Um, I'm going for something really close. But I'm wearing the t-shirt right now. Yeah. So I'm going to start start it off with the first. Um, it's 1980, mm-hmm. and it's Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Yeah, yes. you, you had to pick this. It's <laughs> your baby, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean I've got like a lot of love for this movie um and i'm sure we're like talk about it properly in in the future but it's just for me it's it's a really surprise horror Mm. it to me it doesn't on the on the fact you know that stanley kubrick should say a lot anyway but it's just i don't think it's scary Mm. until i watch it i'm like i always like play around myself i go not play with myself (laughs) (laughs) well maybe after Mm. And that scene in the room, no. It's just I forget. I watch. I sort of leave this movie for maybe a couple of years, yeah. and then I'll watch it, and I'll turn all the lights off, and i go, this isn't scary. And then you watch it, and it chills you to the bone. Mm. And again, we did this, talked about the music a couple of um, episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, sure. And it's the music for me that makes this movie, and it's chilling. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, I think this is like, it's a great start to the 80s. Definitely. You know, it's yeah. a great start to the so 80s. 19, you say 1980. 1980. Bang on. 80s. Bang on. The, 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 just when the golden age of horror movies just... What, what a start. Yeah. Like, and it's shining. And it's not a slasher. I haven't gone with a slasher no. up because the 80s was like yeah, synonymous with like slasher movies. But Creature this is like... Yeah, this yeah. is like your, your psychological... And it's just like pulls you in. It's completely standalone. Yeah. I don't think there's anything like it. And it's just it's just brilliant. Mm. And Stanley Kubrick's best work, as far as I'm concerned, mm. Stephen King. Yeah. But obviously, it doesn't follow completely um, the completely the the book and stuff like that. But sure. that doesn't matter because on its own, it's just a brilliant, brilliant horror movie. Yeah, sure. So yeah, well, I like, love that. And then the Doctor Sleep that comes out. Apparently, this is going to be very near the book, according to Stephen King. Really? Apparently, yeah. So he likes this one better, does he? I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see. Won't we? we'll Maybe see. just like fancy Jim McGregor. He might do. <laughs> <laughs> we had him in night shift, didn't he? So, yeah, true, true. So, so what's your what's your first pick then? My first pick, well, like I could obviously go with my you know my my true true favourites of like things like Aliens and like um, Return of the Living Dead because um, they're obviously all eighties. But for me, one of my favourites when I was a kid, uh, I used to rent from the video shop. Me and my sister used to watch it. Um, is 1987's The Gate, starring Stephen Dorff. Uh, the reason I pick it is because I think it's... I've, I've watched it recently because I tried to do the Halloween 31 Nights of Horror. Right. Like where I, watched I remember you said that, did that last year, didn't And you? I revisited a lot of old movies and The Gate was one of them and I've forgotten how I loved it so much. I haven't seen it, I don't think. Really? I'm going to have to put that on my list. It might be one that where you see it, you'll be like, now I remember it. Right, okay. So basically it's about two guys, two kids, young kids, living in suburbia, obviously 80s, all about suburbia, <laughs> all the time. And um, they basically, there's an old tree in their back garden and it, 
it basically dies and gets taken away. And underneath they find this kind of portal, like, to hell. Right, like, okay. And um, one of the kiddies' dogs dies, and basically these these demons come out and try and, like, take the dead dog and stuff like that. It's really... It's strange, but it's... it's I mean, I love it already. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's well 80s as well, obviously. Um, but, you know, I won't spoil it for you, because I think you should watch yeah, it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, but it, it's just like, it was one of those films where me and my sister would always watch. And it wasn't like the scariest film ever, but it was interesting and it had a lot of effects in it. And there was a, there's a, a lot of stop-go animation in there as well. It's not, it's not, it doesn't hold up amazingly well, but back then obviously we were like, oh my God, these, these demon things are like the little, these little creatures come out and stuff. And it's like a little bit like the ghoulies, but. Okay, I love the ghoulies yeah. and stuff. I love the ghoulies. But I think you'll really like it, and it's not—it's not again. It's not the best acting in the world ever, but it's a good little eighties film, man. And I definitely, definitely, definitely think you should watch it. I'll lend it to you after today. Definitely. Please. All right. Cool. So yeah, my second pick. Oh, I'm gonna see. I might. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go for the American Wealth in London. Brilliant film. <laughs> It's just, um, I mean, I want to do this. We haven't really talked about that. No. I'm surprised we got to five episodes and you ain't talked about it. I even mentioned it once. I fucking love this movie. I mean, it's it's surprisingly funny. Yeah, it's surprisingly funny, and I I think like with werewolves and stuff, like um, I always like I'm not I've always been more vampires than werewolves Mm. and stuff like that. But like this one's just fuck. It's just it's the best version of a, a werewolf movie I can I can probably point I out I know they've got other ones they've got Howlin yeah, Company of Wolves and stuff like that but this is just yeah. ace I mean the two chaps and stuff like in it are mm. brilliant I've got like a couple of quite a lot of memorabilia and stuff on an American yeah. Wolf of werewolf nice print yeah is it the slaughtered lamb in the background it's got a slaughtered lamb in the foreground and then it's sort of like a shadow of the wolf the moon isn't it as well <sighs> it's, it's beautiful it, yeah it's beautiful that's from under the floorboards wasn't it under the floorboards that's right oh mate that's <laughs> beautiful um, but the film is itself is just it's gory mm. um, I think oh, that gosh, the, yeah. the first time I saw this not the whole movie but the first time I heard about it was through my brother had a VHS of Thriller, so oh, yeah, you remember yeah. Thriller? Course, it was because yeah. um, he d- he did the, and it's directed by John Landis. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, um, and he obviously directed the um, Thriller video with uh, Michael Jackson, yeah. and in there they've got this little scene because um, for some reason Michael Jackson loves this um, American wealth in London. He loves horror, like yeah. horror, and he talks about and you and you, I just remember seeing the scene that where he's turned into a werewolf mm. and he's going through London and there's the bus and the bus spins around and his body flies out and you see this he like splats on the ground. I just remember that and that's the only scene you sort of see in this in in Thriller. And I'm like, mm. wow, I want to see this movie. Yeah. And and you're like you think that it's just gonna be this dark, really dark tale. But it's fucking it's bloody funny. Mm. So yeah, um, we'd we'd do a full review on that. Oh, yeah, at some I don't stage. think we should dive into it too much. Yeah, I I freaking love that. I'll tell you a memory I remember about it because it's quite kind of weird. This is funny because um, when I used to go to school, I used to go to the library sometimes. I wasn't a nerd. I just went to the library. Sure. Um, I went to the library <laughs> on my lunch break, and there was this one book, and it was like a creature feature book, and it was basically forwarded by John Landis. Right. So I pulled it out, and it had loads of pictures in it from the thing, from like all different horror movies like and I wish I could get hold of it right now but I don't think you can get it I've searched on Amazon so. but there used to be a picture 
of the transformation of the werewolf. Just just a picture. I've never seen the movie, but just saw a picture of you know when the the wolf's coming out yeah. of the mouth, and it's just like I always, every time I went in there at lunchtime, I used to flick to that page and just stare at it for like five minutes, thinking, what the hell is that? So I mean, like, we like our mate Dan. We talk um, all the time about tra- like werewolf transformation. Yeah, he he werewolf loves werewolves. Stuff, yeah. And um, he always points at like being human and stuff like that. Like being really, it's quite airy. Yeah, he's quite airy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he's being human, like with um, Russell Tovey. Yeah. As yeah. well, the transformations in that are really, yeah, really, I really, that was good. really good. Yeah. But American Wolf just it's it's the best. Hands down. Yeah. For that time as well, of, yeah. of effects is just unbelievable. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, because that's nineteen eighty one. So this that, that that film was um, the same year as I was born. So. Good. Oh, good year. Oh dear, well, I told, everyone, me told everyone how old I am now. <laughs> okay, so what's your, what's that, your second That pick? leads me perfectly onto my, my one. Again, it's, it's, it's not a really well-known horror. Um, it's, it's called Howl Night. And basically, Howl Night? Yeah. Another a, one that I haven't seen. There's a little bit of a story behind this, because basically when I used to go to um, my dad's to stay for the weekend, he used to always um, kind of rent from video shops and stuff like that. But he was a bit dodgy and he, you know, he did the old VCR on the top of the VCR and copied them off. Naughty he was. Um, but there was one movie that he copied off for, for me called How Night and it's uh, 1981. Linda Blair was in it. From The Exorcist? Yeah, she was in it. And basically, I totally forgot about this movie because me and my sister again used to have it on VHS. Totally forgot about it for years and years and years and years and years. Literally, up, up until about last year where I was like, I remember this film and I remember it being awesome. And basically what it is, is this group of kids that go to a haunted mansion, kind of a big mansion. And uh, they go to this mansion and there's kind of like this killer on the loose around the mansion. And it basically picks them off one by one. And it's, it's a really, really good, it's quite gory. I remember one scene in particular where like um, one of the girls is kind of like in the bed and um, she kind of goes to the bathroom and comes back and unveils the, the, the cover and her boyfriend's severed head is in the bed. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty, like, pretty scary for the, the age I was. But I basically forgot about it and, and I, I just basically went to Google and I put the synopsis in to try and find it because all I could remember that it was, a, that was the end, spoilers, the ending of the film um, was basically the, the killer is on top of a car and she... He, and she puts the brakes on the car and smashes into a gate and he gets impaled into the gate. Are you going to spoil the, la- the bit of the movie for Unfor- me? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. All but, right. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, Thanks. You won't, you won't watch it, I don't think. I will watch it, it's but on the it's, list. It's a, really good, it's a really good movie. Like I remember it being really, really good. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it was just one that always stuck with me when I was a kid and stuff. But, like, I could, like I said, like, I could easily pick, like... The thing and aliens and stuff, but I wanted to pick stuff from when I was actually. No, I think that's a great then, idea. Kind of like when you watch the kids, because the kids, it was more. It was, I've got like my next one. Yeah. Isn't it? Just takes me on nicely. It's one of the first. It's the first horror movie I ever watched. Yeah. Um, and watched it when I was about seven or eight. So I watched it in the eighties, but Jesus probably Christ. when it came out. And it's uh, Child's Play. I've got Mum knows nothing. <laughs> I watched this. Uh, um, uh, my friend, I remember his name. Uh, I'll sell him out right now. Grant, um, Grant Warwick's house, and we we bought some cheesy fighting movie. 
Right. And it was awful. It was really... I think I might have a Steven Seagal in it or something like that. Probably marked to <laughs> death or something like that. Yeah, it was... All, um, like, I don't know what it was. Blood sport. <laughs> but um, we also had Charles play. Mm. So I think we watched the violent one with his his um, sort of mum, his parents or whatever. I think there was three, four of us. And... Um, Charles played. We watched like just, just, just the kids and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, I freaking loved it. I loved it from there. I didn't find it um, scary. I, I. It's one of those movies where it's got it's got the moments where he's spanking her with a ruler and stuff like that, and and it's a doll come to life. But I, I think because I watched stuff like um, no, I wouldn't watch demonic toys at that point. But um, dolls. gremlins, maybe dolls and stuff like that. Yeah. But for me, like. Yeah, and it's the video casing. Yeah. Like the video, like the, that was the most appealing when you're in the VHS to see this like scary ass doll, mm. just like wanting to kill things. It's oh, different as well, wasn't brilliant. it? Because it's just like it's not your standard horror. It's like this is weird. This is it's about, cheesy as yeah. It's cheesy as fuck. It's about a killer that's been put in a doll and yeah. can't get out. It's like it's pretty mental. And it's got another freaky. Well, the kid. I suppose the kid's all right, and yeah. he's not that freaky, but. It's just and it, again, look at what it spawned. Yeah, and yeah. it's so much fun. I've got my, I've got my own Chucky doll as well. And you bought, you most recently bought it on VHS again, didn't you? I've bought all three. Bargains as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah really. bought all three in VHS. Yeah, so look, I must admit, they look really cool in your case. Like, yeah, a bit of up. bit of nostalgia and stuff like that. So yeah. like that's it's just hands down one of my favourite movies of the eighties, um, and I actually get to watch that that's one in the eighties as well, yeah, yeah, which true. is pretty cool. What else you got then? Um, there's a, I've really only got a couple, like probably one more that um, I kind of like bought from a second-hand shop when I was when I was younger. That again, the, the second-hand shop shouldn't have been selling me this. <laughs> I remember buying a Maniac Maniac Cop on on VHS and watching that. Like I've re- recently visited it and it is pretty terrible. It's got Bruce Campbell in it. Yeah, it's got Bruce Campbell. In I've it. got a really good copy of it. It's mm. an arrow copy. All right, okay. arrow one, and um, I, I just I only bought it mm. because of the what the artwork on the you front. Watched it I haven't watched it recently. Oh god, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's good. Re-watched it's got some really good bits in it, and I, I, again, I won't spoil anything. But like when you watch it, the the story is just all over the place. Really it makes sense, but. There's some really good bits in it, like some effects in there and stuff are really good. But the storyline, it's just like, what, how did that put, how, but who, but and then he, <laughs> why is he dead? And like, hang on, where's he gone? Like, you got to watch it. Is it worthy of talking a whole review on it I on, definitely on the think podcast. it'd be funny. Oh, Maybe right, okay. we should do it for a drunk, we should do a drunk podcast. And get drunk. <laughs> Maybe watch it right. and just like tear it to pieces and laugh at it and stuff. I'm quite, yeah, that'd be quite a good <laughs> idea actually. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely good. I mean, it's definitely a good watch. It's, it's definitely worth I've it. I've seen it and it's, yeah. I've seen it I'm back, you know, when I was, yeah, when I, one of those ones when I was watching it as a kid again, but I've got no idea what it is. I no it's idea fun. what it's like now. So I got like one more then. Yeah. And I'm going to go from my, the funnest... This is probably the funnest movie. I mean, there's a couple that I could probably have picked, <clears> which I haven't done, because I just wanted to pick one that I loved. Again, it's one that I watched as a kid. Yeah, it's personal. And it's real personal. And I, I could have put... <laughs> God, I, I had to tie between this and this one. I was almost, I almost went for Class of Newcomb High, because that was fucking genius. Yeah, I'm going to watch it one day. You fucking, I'm going to make you watch it. Um, but no, it's um, killer, killer Clowns from Outer Space. I did make you watch this, didn't yeah, I? We watched it recently. Yeah, we did watch it. We came around, we had a 
night. Hot dogs and horror movie night. Hot dogs and horror movie night. This yeah. is a perfect hot dog movie. It was. You can only watch this movie if you have popcorn and hot a hot dog, dog yeah, with it. Definitely. It is the stupidest <laughs> movie I've ever seen, but it's so fun and and it's a little bit freaky in places. Oh it? my god! It's it's you need to basically be on mushrooms when you like yeah, watch this yeah. to make it like really 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 sit with you. Not but that we condone. The do use drugs. of drugs. <laughs> Don't do drugs. But for this movie, do drugs. Um, <laughs> because it's just like fucking... It says exactly... I don't even tell you what it is. It's, it's fucking killer clowns from outer space. Just mental. And it's just... They are like giant clowns going around this... But they look like clowns. They like, look like... With big rubber heads, don't they? It's weird. I mean, if, you go to, if you're lucky enough to go to like a con like you are... Yeah, and there, see someone yeah. dressed up as him, they are freaky... And funny, and they are just. I mean, it's so stupid. Some of the killings in it, and that, and some of the way that they off their yeah. off their people. You need to. I recommend this movie. Just holy, it's, it's a great crack. It's good fun. They've recently again Arrow have just released that recently in a really nice packaging. Is it's, it on Blu-ray? Because yeah, I've yeah. got a, that version that we watched was proper ropey. No, it's, it's a Blu-ray. Yeah, Blu-ray version. It, it does look really nice. It's got a nice sleeve in it, and the artwork looks sweet. Really good. It's such a cold movie though, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's proper cold. Loads of people absolutely love it. I'm, there's like there's like loads of t-shirts online you can get. I've sent there's even like socks you can get from. I'm here. getting some. I don't people know why I haven't bought any socks yet. I know. Crazy. Right, that's on the list next time. But as a whole, obviously mm. we we most of the movies we're picking at the moment are eighties, and that's not on purpose. That's just mm. because we absolutely love, yeah, love the movies. But like eighties as a whole. It's just brought out because there's loads of other ones we could talk about. Yeah. And we've had some like um, we've had some people like on social media tell us their ones. So do you want to yeah, read um, them out? I thought like I put it out there and asked that question on Twitter. Great <laughs> little uh, creep show. Oh yeah. As I well just enough. googled like best most best eighties horror movie and <laughs> images and that came out. Like, I'm having that. So I stuck it up on Twitter just to see if anybody would like recommend some films and, and stuff that maybe we haven't <laughs> even seen. You know. So we've got a couple of mentions uh, to people from Twitter and stuff just to, to, that responded to the question. So there was one from uh, John Brooks, which is at Brooksy17. He uh, recommended Night of the Creeps. I've not actually seen this. No, no, neither. I'm going to have to put that on my list. Yeah. So thanks for the recommendation on that. 100%. Uh, we've got a long-time listener, Fairy Faye, at FairyFeisty underscore Faye. She is well into her horror. She knows her stuff. Um, and she reckon, well, she said Evil Dead, Nightmare on Arm Street, Friday the 13th, Company of Wolves, and Demons. Yeah, and then Louis, what's his name? Is uh, the Italian director, Louis Ferengo, Demons. Demons is brilliant. Obviously, we talked loads about Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I mean, none of us actually put Evil Dead on our list, but uh, that's can, because it's yeah. just too obvious. Yeah. Evil Dead's amazing. Bruce Campbell, fucking brilliant. Again, I think that's a special for the future for us, for definite. Um, and also a what question mark podcast at a what podcast um, they put the prowler which uh, again I'm, I'm going to have to say thanks for recommendation I've, I've had a little look on it and it looks you? it looks brilliant so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch that awesome uh, um, the thing obviously the thing every time the thing nightmare on arm street as well and also broke horror fan at broke horror fan uh, they're really good uh, little Twitter pages. They put up loads of cool stuff on their Twitter page. Um, but they also said The Shining, Nightmare on Arm Street, 
and nothing but the Monster Squad. Oh mate, I is so close to putting that on my list. I I mean, I could t- I, we're going to watch that and we're talk well, all day we did, about that. We did watch it recently, didn't we? Yeah, we we want to watch it again. Yeah, I want to love. I would. I mean, my copy is is ropey. It's like a. It's basically a DVD, but I think they've it's recorded like a it off. VHS VH, rip, it's isn't a VHS it? rip, yeah, but it's, it's fine. It's just monster movie. It's, yeah. But this was one of my brother's favorite movies. He must have watched it like seven times every night. It was a ridiculous mm. amount of times that he watched it. Well, I really, really, really want to see that documentary, Wolfman Got Nuts. Wolfman's Got Nuts. I really want to see that. <laughs> I really want it to come out, and um, I want to check that out, so that looks good. Um, we've got a couple more, so uh, Haddonfield Horror, at uh, Haddonfield Horror, um, The Evil Dead. Um, also, we've got a couple of mentions on Facebook, which is really cool. So we've got um, Stephen Johnson and Jory Paul, they both said The Thing. Yeah, The Thing. Again, it's loads of people said The Thing. It's, gonna be, it's yeah. one of the best movies ever made. And then we've got uh, Katie Stewart's at Pet Cemeteries, which you still need to watch. I'm sure I've seen some of it. Some of it. <laughs> I've read the book. Mate, you're going to buy it. I'm going to make you buy it. All right. So do a nice premiere edition of it at the moment. And it looks really? really nice, yeah. It's, it's, it's in the 2 for 15 promotion, so... Um, we'll have to pick me another it. We have to pick yeah. me another one, then. Yeah, definitely. All right. That's some really good mentions. Thanks for getting involved, guys. Um, I really, really appreciate that. And uh, keep an eye out on social media for our next questions. Yeah, and just to say, like, we're going to do pills out of the bin, but the 80s is the best era for horror movies. Uh, if anybody disagrees, come at us, but I really don't think you're going to bother. Yeah, pick one. Uh, oh, easy. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So we're going to pick yeah, Dawn of the Dead your was, Dawn, Dawn of the Dead was 1978, so I can't... Oh. <laughs> Right, and yours is nineteen seventy five. We're gonna pick another one out of the pot. You're picking this week, so pick good. I hope. Okay. Let's have a look. What you got? Okay, this is um, this is a cool one. Um, we've got a pick. It's sort of going on from the gorious moments we talked about. Okay. But it's our favourite death scene Ooh. in a movie. Favourite death scene. Do you want to pick? F- Cut like two or two each. I two reckon. each, yeah. Yeah, I reckon two each. All right, and come at us on uh, social media like you've done with these. We'll put it up there anyway. But yeah, yeah like let us know your favourite death scene as well in a movie. We'll talk about that in that's uh, good. That the next episode. Really good topic, I think. Yeah, I'm awesome quite excited pick. about this one. No, that's, that's a good one. Well done. <laughs> I awesome. get the. I seem to be getting the good pick. Yeah, I get all the rubbish ones. <laughs> wow, eighties <laughs> movies, good I'm joking, I'm joking. Right. Excellent. Well, shall we move on? to this week's um, movie review. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so unlucky. With their three children. And something more. Poltergeist. It knows what scares you. The 1982 classic, The Poltergeist. Thank you so much for picking this movie. Oh my god, literally, literally. What I'll do is I'll just do a little brief synopsis on on the movie and then we'll get going, yeah? Yeah, fuck yeah. Cool. So, it's about a family called the Freelands. They're a typical suburban family. 
and then basically some shit goes down and they experience some strange ghostly goings on uh, in their home and, and basically it goes all tits up and at first the ghosts seem really friendly kind of like moving objects around and kind of moving people around and stuff and then it takes a nasty turn for the worst and, and then that's when their daughter goes missing and gets taken and then it just goes from there so let's talk about the poltergeist mate I, d- I had so much fun mate, watching this movie literally um, just rekindled everything like this is me. the ultimate 80s 80s like movie I mean we hadn't talked about it on our list because we're talking about it mm. now and exactly. this is um, my childhood because it's like it's 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 Steven Spielberg is involved so you've got you've got nods to uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind you've got mm. nods to um, E.T. I mean you know E.T. came out on the same day didn't it and he was doing them at the same time I think he shot them at the same time yeah and Everything in it is just like, is Spielberg, mm. and I, I prefer Spielberg when he does um, those eighties kids movies. Mm. I think that's when you're liking the most, and there's so much of his era in it, like all the again the pop culture in it is yeah. everywhere. Like Star, Star Wars is everywhere mm. in this movie. I mean, literally, they must have got every single bit of memorabilia off the set and just stuck it on the set because it's just everywhere there was a cheeky uh alien poster as well that i saw as well so that's really cool i just i just loved it and i i I love the i love the way that it's shot i love the music i love all the actors in it i love the kids in it the kids are brilliant Mm -hmm. and I, i thought that this was um like an eight for me, but I will talk about that later. But this is just this is incredible. You're jumping the gun, man. Yeah. You've talk about talk about who's in it. Well, we've got well obviously um, Steven Spielberg produced it, and obviously there's a load of talk about Toby <laughs> Hooper directing it. Did he direct it? Did he not direct it? I've done a little bit of digging that we'll talk about a bit later on. Okay. But, um, it's quite interesting, but yeah, I mean, it. It's amazing, like you said, right from the get-go when the title sequence comes up, it's all like proper Spielberg and light and airy and the music's all nice and happy and everything. I think that's a clever part of it. It's like, oh, here we are in happy suburbia and everything. I know. Um, And it just, yeah, it starts off... It feels like like you're watching like E.T. or something like that. Even even, like it must have been shot on the same kind of area because the houses and everything in suburbia... Looks exactly like it was an ET. Yeah. Like even like people riding around on BMXs and stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, should we start talking a bit about kind of what happens in the film and? Yeah. So. I will run down the cast. Oh yeah, sorry, Karen. Yeah. Run down the cast. Go for it. So we have got Heather O'Rourke. Yep. Who plays the little Carol Ann. Uh, Carol Ann. Yeah. She's now died. She's now dead. Cool. Died in nineteen eighty eight. Anyway, I don't know why I put, said that, but you got Joe Beth Williams. Joe, <laughs> <dark. laughs> Joe Beth Williams plays the mum. Craig T. Nelson plays the dad. He's fucking brilliant. Dominique Dunn plays Donna, the older sister, also dead. Then you got Oliver Robbins as Robbie, hmm. and all all five of them just hmm. brilliant. Yeah, they 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 are really good actors. I think they really show what they're made of in this movie, especially I think the mum and dad. Now, let's just talk a bit about the start of the movie, right? So, I watched this movie when I was young, obviously. 
Yeah. Totally didn't understand that the mum and dad were getting fucking stoned on the bed. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember this part. And I was like, obviously I just didn't know that they were getting stoned. I didn't realise that he was sat there with like a whole a pile of weed. Yeah, a whole box of weed. <laughs> it was in a, and the brilliant thing is, it was in this King Edward's um, cigar, cigar box. box yeah. Which um, uh, reminds me again of my childhood, because we had like a King Edward's cigar, cigar box. Yeah. I reckon like it must have been a thing at weddings or something like yeah, that to give yeah. out the cigars in this box, because... We had loads of junk stored in it, mm. but it was my dad's, mm. ultimately. So that was um, that was quite a nice ride, but it's just weed. Is there a weed box? Yeah, I know. It's like... <laughs> Which so makes me funny. think about my dad now. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and, then, and then the other thing is, uh, um, as well, is it's like the kids obviously in their bedroom and they're scared of that tree. There's that crazy tree outside, <sighs> right? That tree. And then, and then, but they're like really obsessed by this tree. And I'm like, hang on a minute. It's the craziest looking clown at the end of your bed. Why is that clown at the end of the bed? <laughs> he doesn't even like it. Who bought him the correct clown? <laughs> Some evil oh, bastard bought him this that clown. Evil clown. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Obviously, the clown comes into play later. Oh my god! But I love the start as well. Yeah. In that whole like scene at the beginning, you've got the flickering TV. Mm. Um, I think you have the um, American national anthem play as well, and yeah, then it like, flicks the end, off like, into like the. Like we have at the end. Well, yeah. We used to have, didn't we? I don't know if it plays then or later, but um, but they have you have the static, mm. and you have this flickering mm. blue light, and you also have the lightning, mm. at, which causes flickering blue light, and the use of this blue and it's he does this use of the colour and I don't know if it's just because it's shot in the eighties and or whatnot and they've got that sort of it's like technicolor I think it was back mm. then and it, it's it's really beautiful the way that it's sort of the blue is it's like clever, comes out. And I think that's just because the use of cut um the use of colour didn't and the have a lot. As well, I think, yeah, it's, it's just really close. And it's you look at I mean close encounters yeah. for kind the use of like it's totally, bright yeah. colours and tonal colours. It's just it, it, it's really really good at capturing that, that there's sort loads of, of talk essence. about it being in the same kind of set in the same kind of Spielberg verse oh okay like, that'd be there's cool there's loads of talk about that yeah. oh I'd love that if that was true mm, it would be good but yeah so I w- there's one more thing before what? I let you carry on I want to tell you that the I, what I learnt from this movie as a kid mm. was the uh, the lightning count did you do that? Yeah, I did. I, I, I don't know if I learned it from this but I, I knew about it but I don't know whether it's because it was in school and something like that but yeah, it's really, it's quite clever, that. And it creates a nice little creepy little edge when yeah, it's sort of... Yeah, it's getting closer and closer. Yeah. I mean, later... That's a good place to start. So basically, well, before any weird, like, well, then some weird stuff starts happening, right? So Caroline is talking to the TV, which you don't know why. It's like she's just talking to a TV. She just gets out of bed. Mm. She walks into their bed. They're all. I think the lightning. Upstairs. The lightning sort of does does this. Um, she's upstairs. It's in the parents' bedroom. They are. Nah, she's in the parents' bedroom, and because um, uh, they all get into bed, um, because I think the lightning's. He's doing the count, and the lightning sort of um, oh, okay. this scares them, time. and then it goes. Right. Boosh, yeah. And then yeah, and then they end up in the Caroline and uh, in the and bed, Robbie yeah. both end up in the bed, and she gets up out mm. and starts just just chatting. Like a nice, innocent little girl. Mm. Hi, how you doing? Oh, where are you? I can't see you. And all this sort of stuff. And it's cute. And then, um, this, they all, something comes out of the TV. Yeah, and it goes, shoots above the bed, doesn't it? Like, yeah. And it's like, they, they, they play it as an earthquake. Yeah. And then she does the synonymous line. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is really weird. So creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. And then and then that's where it kind of moves on, doesn't it? And it's like they go to they have breakfast and kind of dad goes off to work and and then the mum kind of comes back in the room and all the breakfast things are cleared away. Yeah. And then and then she looks she kind of the camera pans away for her in the kitchen and quickly goes back and all the, all the chairs are all piled on the tables like in symmetrical order she was like she like screams do you know what when I watched this scene I immediately thought of um, Paranormal Activity yeah that's what I thought yeah they blatantly ripped it from well, that bit they've, they've you know they complete yeah, homage to yeah, it yeah yeah because they've got that like you said it goes, it goes away. away and then comes back it's, it's really creepy it's like what I don't know about those shots it makes me kind of freak out a little bit <laughs> where it just goes to one side and then it goes swings back because you don't know what's gonna it's gonna be and then just suddenly bang all these chairs are just like in a massive ah oh, it's really <sighs> freaky it's well weird and then um yeah and then doesn't the dad come home and then like the mum's like you need to check this out you need to check this out and and she's basically putting her daughter on a chair and letting it slide across the room, being pushed, and he's like... No, no, no. She puts the chair on the thing. She's drawn arrows on the floor yeah. and stuff like that, and the chair moves. That's right. Then, yeah. she's <laughs> then she puts a child <laughs> Then she sticks Carol Ann with a American football, football helmet, yeah. just sitting down, and she goes that well. She, like, goes yeah. running off, and the dad sort of picks her up, and he's like, what the... And then um, she's obviously been doing it too because she's talked to the dad. And, yeah. as it, and I think she must have got like, the dog do it and everyone do it. Um, and she's just, just like, it's not messed up at all. Um, it's kind of happy-go-lucky. It's kind of weird. And yeah. Like, what the hell is going on? And it's just like, wouldn't you think this was a bit freaky? It is freaky. Yeah. But it's also got that sort of child edge at yeah. the moment. Yeah. At the moment, it's still very, it's still light very light yeah. ET-ish. And then, and then, then what happens? <laughs> oh my god! This is the weirdest turn for forever. I've called it in here the tree distraction. This, this it's again, it's happening. Um, he's, the lightning's happening. He's counting it down, counting it down, and then suddenly, these fucking the tree just smashes through the window. Mm, it's like I, alive. I thought he's having a dream. I must admit, mm. I've turned my head. I was like, he's dreaming this, isn't he? But no, there he gets grabbed and gets pulled out of the into the tree. And they come running in, and like they're like, "What? What is going on?" There's like this mini tornado thing going on outside yeah, as well. It's weird. It's raining. It's tornado. It's, it's just crazy going on outside. And they yeah, and they run out and try and rescue him, and he's getting eaten by the tree. Yeah, that's what I put down there. I put <laughs> child eating tree. It's like getting sucked in by this tree, and it's like, ow. And they find it a bit weird that their son's getting eaten by a tree. It's it's so bizarre. <laughs> but all this is going on, and it's sort of like this is why I called it the tree distraction, because Carol Ann is at that same point. Mm. I put that she gets sucked through the TV. She gets sucked through the TV. Yeah, it's the same kind of point, isn't it? Because like she gets sucked in, and her brother's by the TV going, Carol Ann, Carol Ann. No, she gets sucked into the closet. Oh, yeah, that's it, of that's, course. Yeah. So, so, it's so at the same time, yeah. sorry, yeah, the closet is opening and everything's getting sucked in there like a vortex. It's like just everything. And you know what makes me even more upset about that scene is that 
all his Star Wars toys again sucked in there, right? But you see this crisp, white, fresh, out of the box Millennium Falcon just go straight by. <laughs> and he gets sucked in there as well. I'm like, oh my God, I'd love to have that right now. Uh... But like, everything gets sucked in there, doesn't it? And then she's get, she's like literally holding on to the bed. Yeah. Uh, and, and getting sucked in and then she, she gets sucked in. And you sort of can blame it on uh, this tornado. Mm. <laughs> the fact well, that the, the kids parents getting... don't know where she is. They think she's got sucked up by this tornado. Tol- yeah. tornado. And it, it's quite scary because they're, they're like taking all the things out of the closet trying to... And, and then <laughs> like right at the end and then there's... Then it's this cover over what you think is going to be Carol Ann and then they pull it back and it's that like, scary-ass clown again. <laughs> it's like, what the... <laughs> there's another fucked up thing that happens just before. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed it. When the dad rescues Robbie from the tree, yeah. he slams... They fall out of the tree and he gets slammed on the floor. Yeah, like a, almost like a wrestling move. I was like... Because <laughs> when I was watching it, I was thinking... If that's them, that looks really like it really hurts. I know. <laughs> Unless it's stump people. I don't know. I need, you, well, I need to read up on it a bit because um, that looks fucked up. But there was... Um, they obviously come into the room and he's shivering. They're all running around the house, like you said. And mm. that's, they obviously realise that Carol Ann... Is missing. Is it's missing. Gone. Yeah. And then her brother can hear her kind of talking through the TV. Yeah. And that's freaky as well. Like, you know... I can't find you. Where are you? It's like, it's like, what the hell is going on? And then we get to the second half of the movie. Yeah. This is where it goes a bit weird, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, we ain't in E.T. territory now. What do you think, how, what do you think the kind of time frame is? Because it seems like a lot of things, because these parents are pretty bad. They smoke weed and they lose their children and don't even call the cops or get anybody involved. No, do they turn up to? The, oh, they go to the, um, kind of, um, Paranormal investigators, aren't they, or something like Ghostbusters, that? Ghostbusters, are those Ghostbusters. They should have gone with Ghostbusters, <laughs> mate. That's where they should have gone. It would have felt, it would have ended, like quick. Yeah. But yeah, they they go to these like the investigators. Paranormal investigators. Yeah. Or paranormal they, like psychologists or something. You don't quite know if they're kind of if they're just having a laugh or if they're real organisation or something. And obviously they go back to the house and there's three of them, isn't there? Yeah. And they're trying to justify to see if, if they're, they're sounding them out because they're like, well, these guys are probably having us on. Because the time frame seems like it's, what, probably about a week? It doesn't seem very long. Because because the dad's, like, saying that he's, like, ill and he can't go into work. And then they've, they've um, kind of, like, had these several things that have been going on in the house and they're, they're kind of like, oh, it's all happening in the bedroom and... And it's almost like they've been living with it for like a couple of weeks. But they get them in and they turn up to the house, they've got all this equipment, mm. they're recording it and all that sort of stuff. And they don't, they're, they're just a sceptical. You can yeah. see on their faces, they've they done this bit, they, they've done this bit, they, they're waiting to see something real. Mm. And they want to see something real. And then, so they're still going around with that sort of, oh, this is just another one, oh, yeah. there's nothing going to hear. And they're testing it and doing everything all these countermeasures and they can't explain it big ass cameras from the yeah. 80s or like yeah. set up, like massive and, and then they go upstairs mm. and they open the door and, and they're fucking spinning see. and they realise that oh uh, maybe this is real this is real and uh, that's when it start, they start doing the little investigations and stuff yeah. out of the little camera movements and all that sort of stuff yeah. oh well, bloody when the, when the guy goes and for, like literally it's not his house and he goes into the kitchen for a snack <laughs> I feel like they've been there for like a, a good couple of days and they're I don't like know, mate. I they don't feel know. they feel like part of the family it would be funny but would you go into someone's house and think I'm, I'm hungry for a snack 
and then go in the house and think, I know, I'll have a steak. <laughs> oh, did, did he get pan? Did he actually get steak out? Yeah, it's like a big lump of steak. He's munching a chicken leg as yeah. well. Yeah, and he puts the steak on the side, and the steak starts turning into really like weird goo and moving it moves. along. It moves. Yeah. Does a little weird little movement. And then he spits out the chicken leg, and it's got a maggot. Yeah. In it. Oh. And then that's when he goes to the bathroom and washes his mouth out. I mean, we said goriest moments. So I mm. totally forgot about this scene. Yeah, it's pretty gross. You t- you tell it. So yeah, so he runs to the, the um, tap to get some water in his mouth and wash out maggot juice or whatever he has in it. <laughs> and then he's, he's looking in the mirror, and all you can see is kind of his face mount and he's touching it, and it's like all falling off. And then suddenly, just like he just starts scraping his fingers, and all this flesh is falling off. And it looks a little in places it looks a bit fake, but it looked like pretty A good. bit fake. They've done a great they've done a great job with what they had, yeah. but it looks proper return of the living dead sort of style yeah. prosthetics. Almost but a bit like Rage. Like, remember Rage of the Lost Ark? Yeah, With the melting like, faces. It looked like it's very early, early uh. kind of CGI or stop motion or something like that is involved, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But it's pretty gross. I liked it, but yeah. it, it, it if you if you look at it now, it's proper fake, but it's still gross. It's a proper gory scene. I can't remember the dude's name, but he, he gets a pretty rough deal, doesn't he? Because at one point he goes up and he, and he tries to go in the room to <gasps> look, and he gets bitten. Oh, that's that, <laughs> bit, that scene was incredible, because I totally forgot about that. Yeah. And when he come down and show the big, that's, again, you know, the paranormal activity got so much from the, to, yeah. to thank oh, Paul yeah. guys for. With the bites and stuff yeah. like that. But it's a big old bite. You get, and, and oh. the funniest thing is, you don't come back after that, does he? No, they go... I can't remember, wasn't it? Unfortunately, yeah, so unfortunately he won't be returning. Yeah, <laughs> I think he's got a bit scared. Um, I'm not surprised. No, I'm not surprised either. Then we get to the fact that they just don't know what's going on. They don't mm. know how to get her back. So the paranormal invest- investigators are taking it away. And they come back with um, the Munchkin Lady. <laughs> the Munchkin. Is she? What was that her name though? Isn't it? It's Munchkin Lady. Yeah. Um. Just before, um, she comes. I think just just before she enters, there's a bit of a weird scene where his boss comes around to knock on the house to see where he is because he's like the best closing deal that closes all the deals <laughs> and makes eighty percent of the sales in that neighbourhood, and he wants to get him back on board for business. So he takes him for a little walk, doesn't he, up the hill? And he's like, and then he starts telling him about, I'm going to move this whole, basically this part here, which is all this cemetery, he's going to move them all out and build more houses on top yeah. of the cemetery. Yeah, and they give you, that's like, a nice little bit of context yeah, to the actual... Like, what, you, you, what, you're just going to move these bodies out? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's all good. we've done it before, we did it with, with all this complex, so we're going to do it this. And like, oh, okay, cool. And then he goes back to the house, obviously, and this is where... and. Uh, uh, Tangina. Is that her name? Yeah. Tangina. Tangina. Yeah, I always like missed the... her name. I just called her Munchkin Lady. <laughs> she's like weird, kidding. like, yeah. She's got she's a weird sub- little voice, like a real squeaky lady. voice. Yeah, she's Carolyn! But it fits the character perfectly. It's so eerie. And <laughs> yeah. It fits in with the film perfectly. I mean, don't know where they found her in auditions and that, but, <laughs> but what a clever kind of... Like, oh, it's a catch. great catch. Because, like, she's eerie, eerie as anything. But, yeah, so she she comes in, she's, like, starts telling them on what they've got to do because she's, she's known as the cleaner. <laughs> so she'll clean the house of whatever it is, but she's never seen this kind of force before she feels it. And she's like, I've never felt something like this before. So, yeah, that, that's where 
that she starts getting involved to help them and help the mother and stuff. And they go and they start to um, uh, work out their plan to get her back, basically. And they because they find out the closet obviously is the entrance, right? Yeah. They know that Carol Ann is trapped. Yeah, and it, oh, there's that bit where she's like running away from that because there's that real creepy nip bit where she's like running around the house. You can hear footsteps, and you got the um. We don't learn what he is, but this the poltergeist yeah. or whatever this evil presence is, follow, she says, following her. Keeps talking talk about a man, doesn't she? Yeah, he's he's holding me back, and it's creepy, man. Yeah, so they have to go in, yeah. and to do that, they they lob some tennis balls through the door, mm. and they he ca- the uh, the other investigators downstairs. He catches them, and, and he, they he come through, and it's all got slime on it. Yeah, like, every time it comes through, he's got like this pink, almost like. Ghostbusters 2 pink slime on it. Exactly. And I, again, Ghostbusters 2 was after this, yeah, so it, it must after, have had yeah. an, is another nod to yeah, this yeah. great movie. Um, and the eventually they sort of like, the mum goes in and... Um, they tie a rope around. They tie around the house and she's, she's like, go to the light, Caroline. She's like, yeah. Caroline. <laughs> I love her voice. Um, and then she, they pull her, they, they, they tie her to a rope and they pull her out and they put her in a bath and they're like, Caroline's back. The funniest thing just before you go there is, is when the whole thing Tangina's Tangina's going yeah I'm, I'll I'll be the one to go and do this because I'm the one and the mum goes are you sure uh, like I can go and she's like like I, I but she's like you've never done this and then the mum goes but you've never done it she goes actually you're right you go yeah <laughs> biggest turnaround <laughs> she's acting all brave and she goes yeah I've never done it. <laughs> I'm not going to put my life at risk. <laughs> that yeah, that was a good little line, that. And then obviously, yeah, it's she goes through the the door on the rope and then somehow manages to grab Carol Ann and then they fall through the ceiling, don't they? And yeah. Then they get put in And it's like a nice happy moment. Yeah, it is very happy. And you think, wow, that's credits. God becomes soon happy, happy, happy. <laughs> and you think it's all over. It's not. It's not. Oh, they're like packing up to go, aren't they? So she's like, this house is clean and Tangina buggers off. She's done. She's done. She thinks her job's done there. And then the dad says, I've got a few bits I've got to do down in the office before we go. And the mum's like, oh, it's okay. And and again, parenting 101 skills. Oh, it's all right. I'll put the kids to bed in that room again. Again? With the scary clown again. Again. What are you thinking? <laughs> And like, she's having a... You wouldn't leave those kids' sides, would you? You'd be like, you're not going back in that room. No. He's never going back in again. This is one of the like most fucked up bits of the movie. Um, she's obviously just finished get, when the kids oh, are asleep. she has a nice bath. She has a nice she, bath yeah. and she sort of tries. And this That's bit reminded yeah. me of The Entity. I, I put it in my book as creepy ghost perv. I don't know what it is. She's not getting... No, she's, she's on her bed and he's just having a cheeky little peek, isn't he? But I don't know what's happening. She, he, she's in a little like panties and that's it, and like a t- and like a t-shirt. But I don't know what's like happening. Is she, she's get she's getting like, I mean they made they do a parody of this in Scary Movie Two right. with Tori Spelling, mm. and she's like riding the ghost all around oh, the room. I don't, I don't know, know fucking crap. But they, what this look? It just looks weird. It looks like she's fighting with the poltergeist. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? And it's you like, say it's fight, just chucking around. If I was like, being rude, she's being 
I think she's molested. I think yeah. she's being molested. I don't know. I, I think I don't. I don't know. I think she's weird. Chucked around. It's a weird. I think she. I think she's. You're right. I think she's probably being chucked around. But then they can't. This like big fucked up ghost dog thing comes in front of the room, so she can't get to the room. She keeps yeah. getting like she keeps running places, mm-hmm. and then getting. But there's that really knocked. cool scene where I thought this is fantastic again, where the corridor is really long. Oh. I've, I've had dreams like this where. You're running down a corridor and it just gets longer and she just can't get to the door. And then, like, yeah, like you said, when she does get there, she can't get in there and it's just pushing her away. And she's like, get away from my kids. Yeah, she's going nuts and then she keeps getting hit by these ghosts. And every time she runs somewhere, mm. another ghost it knocks her down the stairs and she's like, oh my God. And she runs, from, she runs to the neighbours, she can't do anything then. And that's the, the, oh, the God, you can... bits where she falls into the unmade pool which she just it's just like a literally a bog um like of a pool yeah because it's raining yeah and she's she's like just falling into this sludge and then suddenly this like decomposed body of just a skeleton just pops up and he's like ah <laughs> and then she's trying to get out but then she can't because she's sliding back in and then more bodies are popping up and a, a tomb pops out of there almost like it's an earthquake pushing these yeah. bodies up from the ground but it's well freaky because she just can't. She cannot get out. It is one of the creepiest scenes. And then in... she gets saved by the. Is it the dad? Is there and grabs her out? Yeah. And pulls her up. And then together they can go. Oh no! It's the neighbours that pour out the pool. Yeah, and then it? she's screaming at them to help her, and mm. they don't. And I don't know what's going on. And and then what she does? She does she get into the room? She oh yeah she's she's struggling to get. She runs back in around the stairs. And she's she can see them both like almost being dragged again into the into the closet door. Oh yeah, because again it's open and again, isn't it? And they're getting pulled in, and the little girls like grabbing onto the bed. And yeah, and the she's on. Grabbing yeah. onto her. And she's on her side as well, and she's sort yeah. of like twisted up. She grabs Robbie, grabs Caroline. Fair play to mum, man. She's got balls. Oh she's yeah, like, big time. She's like proper, what goes for it to save him. And yeah, and then she just pull him and pull him. What happens now? I can't even remember. Well, then she rescues him and takes him downstairs, and the bodies started coming out of coffins, start coming oh, out like, everywhere. Out the, no, every time, every time they go to another door, there's never sort of like their bodies are coming through the um, the, the kitchen outside, floor. He tries to get in, and he yeah. can't because the bodies are coming through the front door. Everywhere. Everywhere, and then the, he turns up with his boss, doesn't he? And he's looking, going, "What the? What's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. And he's like. And he, as he sees, he goes, and he says this, you move the graves, but not the bodies. Yeah, and he's like, he learns, and that's so why built on a burial built on an, it's built on an ancient Indian burial ground, yeah. which you don't learn until the second one. But anyway, so um, they obviously get out. The daughter, other, like, the other daughter turns out, who's been yeah. playing nookie. She's got a big, um, I don't know if you notice this, she's got a big hickey on her oh, neck yeah. as well. She turns up and like I'm freaking yeah, out. Get I'm on, in the car. And then like cars are exploding and going into each other, houses rumbling. Yeah. And then it's sort of just like explodes kind of thing. Yeah, it implodes. Implodes, yeah. It, it implodes in like itself. Yeah. And they like just do one. And they're like, we're going to the holiday in massive product placement. Yeah. <laughs> and the funniest thing, I love this. They go into the hotel room. And then the dad opens the door and just wheels the TV out and leaves it on the yeah. porch. It's brilliant. And it ends. That. Credits. And that's it. Nice little... And a nice school. I love it. And I, I just have to say thank you so much for picking this one because this was, this was my childhood as the, far as I'm concerned. The so. weirdest thing, like, in this movie, no deaths. Not one death. Not one death. Although there is one death. Tweety the bird. <laughs> 
the only death in the whole movie. How, don't you think that's weird? For this freaky movie and not to have any deaths at all. That's and pretty it's cool. it's a pretty scary movie. Yeah, it's definitely, definitely scary and definitely watchable as a kid, though. Yeah. It will give you nightmares. Yeah, oh, God. God, yeah. But Absolutely. I definitely watched this one when I was, like, pre-10. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Probably the same as you, right? Um, oh, yeah, without yeah. doubt, without doubt. Are we, are we going to score this one? I've got to be a 9 out of 10. Yeah? Yeah. I used to give this an 8, I had, but after watching it again, mm. it's gonna get, I'm going to give it a 9. Cool. I'm going to give it a 9. Yeah, it's one of my favourite ones from the 80s, just definitely. Just revisit, it just makes me want to watch the other two. Straight. It stands up to today, easily. Yeah. Oh, anyone, yeah. I recommend this to anyone wants to go and watch the, um, like, a decent uh, ghost ghost um, story it's a ghost story don't you know there's not there wasn't a, uh, an abundance of just ghost stories and yeah. spectre and poltergeist it's like it was, it was just a bit different cool it's good to watch yeah draw one last breath 9 out of 10 then for the podcast awesome definitely so do you want some Matt's facts I would love some Matt's facts <laughs> your favourite part of this year Matt's facts Matt's facts <laughs> Matt's <Sorry>. facts <laughs> anyway Spielberg was directing E.T. around the same time so that's why I think originally I think he wanted it as his baby but obviously he got Toby Hooper into directing now there's a lot of hoo-ha about who directed and who didn't but apparently Spielberg had the last say on what was happening but uh, Toby Hooper didn't give loads and loads of direction but was there on hand first hand to help out and stuff like that see I read something slightly different mm. because last again conflicting stories yeah I read that he tried to get him in for E.T. and then Toby Hooper turned down E.T. Yeah. And then he gave him the poltergeist. This is another thing that I've read. I right. I say, apparently, originally, he was given the script to E.T. but didn't want to do it. So he, he changed his mind. He said, how about this? And he said, poltergeist, that's way more up my street. Yeah, because he's already done... At this Texas. point, he'd already done Texas Chains yeah. of Mask or so. That's the reason, obviously, Spielberg got him on board because of that, because he saw that and he was like... This is revolutionary. Mm. I want this guy on board. Um, yeah, and going on to the film, did you notice a really weird part in the film? Because I thought that my Blu-ray player had skipped or something. Okay. You know when they're in the kitchen, and the dad's down on the floor, leaning against the wall, and she's showing him, like, how the ghost pushes people across the kitchen floor. Right. At the end of that scene, it cuts really abruptly, like almost like there's a problem with the Blu-ray, and it goes straight to the neighbours and they're outside neighbours. Did you not notice this? Yeah. It's really badly. The poorest cut, and this is a Spielberg movie, it's the worst cut bit in the film. And I, I, I did some research on it, and apparently, you know the little girl says, oh, I'm hungry, and, and I'm hungry, I'm really hungry, and the mum goes, oh, it's all right, we'll take you to Pizza Hut in a minute. At the end of that scene, apparently the dad leans back on the wall and he goes... I hate Pizza Hut. And obviously because of reasons being, they had to cut it out because for some reason, I don't know why they couldn't bring the actors back to do the reshoot, a reshoot of it. But they just decided to cut that line out because they didn't want Pizza Hut getting angry that people would hate Pizza Hut. That was po- they must have done post and it must have been in post they picked, <coughs> they didn't pick it up on set. But it's the worst, the worst cutscene ever. Oh, God. It's Pro- so bad. Product placement in movies... Mm. Spielberg does love there's that. A lot, there's a lot in this one as well for mm. beer as well. Tequila. Yeah. <laughs> there's another bit in it. There's kind of, kind of a cool, like, well, people say it is, people don't say it. They're not sure. There's a little shining tribute in there for you. Right. Um, basically, if you look on the TV, when uh, they're looking into the TV, when Caroline's looking into it, 
in the corner of the TV it says 237, which is obviously the room number oh, 237. Nice. And also, if, at the end, when the house is imploding and all the bodies are coming out, if you look outside the house, there's a yellow beetle, which is the same as Jack Torrance. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what... Well, I don't... I, think I hope it is, because that's nice going on. saying, well, is it or isn't it? But obviously, because that was in 1980, it was, I think... Yeah, it was a couple of years, that sounds about right. A few nods to that, yeah. Going back to the kitchen scene where the face rip, the hands of the actual person that was ripping the face was Steven Spielberg's hands. <laughs> He was like, I'll do it myself. Wicked. So he got in there and did it himself, which was cool. I <laughs> love that. Apparently the kids from E.T. and Poltergeist all hang out on set because they were filming pr- pretty close. Oh, wow. Yeah. Apparently Drew Barrymore was originally going to be the part of Carol Ann, but she just, they felt that she wasn't pure, kind of pure enough. They wanted somebody a bit more innocent. <laughs> um, there, there is, now this is, this is um, a bit weird. Apparently there's a deleted scene um, where you know the freaky clown yeah. he shot um, a scene that he bites the kid I don't know whether that there's a lot of talk around it that, that it was shot but never shown okay but that was quite interesting we didn't really talk about that scene as well when he gets strangled oh, by okay. the clown but yeah, yeah. That's apparently in filming that it nearly strangled him so much that the kid was turning blue and Spielberg had to stop filming quickly and, and pull the <laughs> pull the I don't know whether one of the guys had a mechanism in it or something, but they had to pull it off. Oh, him wow. Because nearly, <laughs> nearly killed the kid. Now, this is where it gets all shady. Now, the curse of Paul Oh, Paul Geist, yeah. This is where it gets really, really shady. So, bear with me, but in the scene where they used the skeletons in the pool scene and coming out of the ground, now, there's a massive rumour that these skeletons were real skeletons because it was cheaper to get real skeletons involved. You know when people sign their bodies over and stuff like really? that? Really? Yeah, now, this is... I don't know whether this is true or not, but loads of people say it's not true. Other sources say it is true that they did use real but the, um, skeletons, but the actors didn't know. They, they just thought they were props. Right. Now, this is where the curse comes in because a lot of people believe because they use these skeletons... That this is where the curse comes from. That they right, shouldn't okay. have used these bodies in a movie to portray, in, especially in this type of movie. So yeah, the really there's really dark stuff, but beyond this. So Dana, the older sister, uh, she's like sixteen in the film. Yeah. Like literally after four months after filming, she got killed by her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I, I read like, that. Strangled and killed, which is really, really, really strange because. She, at the time, was doing scene readings with another guy at her house. And she was set to be in the TV show You Like, V. Really? She was set to be in V. But then apparently she had a knock on the door and it was her her ex-boyfriend. And he wasn't happy that she was reading scenes with another guy and kicked off. And that's where it all happened and he strangled her. Same year as it came out as well. And then another guy... um, I can't remember the name Pugsley. There's a character in it called Pugsley. I don't know which character this is, but regardless, apparently, um, in 2009 or something, he was attacked by someone with an axe and literally killed him in his own home. Which Jesus. Was really weird. That's the dude who um, had his face ripped off, wasn't it? It might have been that one, yeah. The, the guy, it could have been him, yeah. And then the other, this is the, one of the freakiest stories I heard on, on, about it on... On, on basically one of the ca- characters, um, the you know one of the the, the three paranormal investigators, um, the character I can't remember his name, but the actual character's name is Richard Lawson. 
Right. It's the black guy. Yeah. Now, after filming, I don't know when, how long after filming, he went on a flight, and he it was a really snowy day. Yeah. And snow was getting ploughed off the off the um, runways. So anyway, he boarded the plane, and somebody recognised him, and he was sitting sat in row sixty. And the air hostess recognised him and said, oh, God, you're from that movie, Poltergeist. Um, don't sit there, come, come in first class. So she pulled him up cool. to first class. Which this is a good story, this is a nice story. So, anyway, so he gets pulled up to first class. They had problems with clearing the snow or something, or clearing the defrosting the engine or something, and they defrosted the same side of the engine twice of the aeroplane or something, instead of doing both sides. All right. So the aeroplane jets off, gets like um, up in the sky and then crashes. Literally, he manages to survive. Fuck. There was a load of deaths in it, but the weirdest thing was, in his seat 6D, the person who took up his seat died. Shit. If he was sat in that seat, he would have been dead. Other things as well. Um, well. I think uh, one of the other actors, um, Bernice Strait, the, the other... Um, the girl, the lady with the red head. Um, yeah, the remember. one of the paranormal investigator, yeah. the main one with the glasses. Uh, she, yeah. she basically um, died as well of a heart attack. Shit. Oh no, not a heart attack, pneumonia. She died of pneumonia. Okay. Um, she was quite old. Mm. Mm. And then obviously we kept the actress that played Caroline, which is the saddest thing. Yeah, Heather Rock. Yeah, she she died at only twelve years old. She obviously filmed. She was filming the third one when she died. Yeah. And literally, yeah, they didn't know what it was. They thought that she had Crohn's disease, but they misdiagnosed her. And uh, they didn't realise that she had some kind of blockage and um, died of septicemia or something oh, like that. Is, so sad. Yeah, I remember as a kid, it's sad. So, yeah, really so sad. sad. And, uh, and like people say, it's a, um, kind of a, a hex on it, but, or a curse, but like Steven Spielberg's doing all right. <laughs> yeah, true. And the little boy out of it has come out as an adult and said, look, it's absolutely rubbish about the curse. It's not. It's, it's just, just coincidence. It's just a coincidence. You can tie anything to anything if you want, but it's, everyone, you know, everyone loves that sort of stuff. So mm, yeah. Conspiracy theorists and stuff like that. But it was, yeah, there was some fucked up things that happened after. Yeah, yeah and just a couple of other little bits. It was the highest gross in horror of 1982. There was probably a lot of competition. It made a lot of money, yeah. So and because it's the same year as um, The Thing. Yeah, Because the thing bombed, didn't it, so... Mm. And going back to the scene where you were talking about the ghost chucking the mum about the walls... Yeah. Apparently they built a whole set that was <laughs> basically like a, re- a revolving set. Kind of went round and round, and that's how they filmed that. Because she's kind of rolling. Yeah, she is, yeah. They, they literally built a whole set which was that swivelled all the way around. They that's spent pretty... a lot of money on this That's job. pretty cool. It was a big budget movie, though. Yeah, but yeah, that's all my facts. That's Matt's facts. <laughs> oh, mate, they are good today. Uh, ex- Pot guy's got loads, obviously. It's interesting, isn't it? It's, really interesting. I could have gone on. There was absolutely... I did some digging. I looked at some YouTube videos. 50% of it I already knew because when I rewatched the film a couple of years back, I was really interested in all the curse behind it and stuff. But there's some new stuff I didn't even know about, which, which is the plane thing. Yeah, I didn't know any of, yeah. anything like that. I haven't got anything like interesting like that I just like the fact that that it was literally my childhood I said earlier there's an alien poster um, it's the only thing that survives as yeah. well it's getting sucked into the vortex 
The alien poster survived. There's a Rubik's cube in there. There's the there's the um, board game Clue, and yeah. um, there's that speech toy that was also used in ET to build the um, telephone. Oh, I love that little yeah. hello. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that, that's what I noticed in the background, and obviously loads of that, that, loads that. of Star Wars toys. Mate, that was just like my room. I, I, I would love to go back and steal all that guy's toys. I bloody love that one. Mm, that was one of my favourites. It's your turn this oh, time. Crap. So in two weeks' time, what are we doing? Come in t- on. In two weeks' time, I am going to. We're going to watch something which I haven't seen. Oh, okay. And I don't know if you have or not, but I definitely haven't seen it. So, I'm, but everyone keeps on saying, "Watch it, watch it, watch it." Okay. So we're going to watch um, Barbara Compton in Reanimator. Ah, cool. Happy at that? Yeah, yeah, I have seen it, but. A long time ago, because I'll, 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 I'll look forward to re-watching this one. Yeah. Sounds good. That's a lot for today, then. We got anything else to talk about, or are we all good? I think we're all good. What, 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 we've got some social media we, we, we want to get out there, so people can contact us if they want. Or And obviously I'll put up the question um, for next time. So people can chime in and get involved on that one and we'll give some shout-outs. Yeah, because I, I, before I do social media, I'll do a reminder of what we're doing next yeah, next down, episodes. Yeah. So f- we picked um, The Meg to watch for our, our new movie to review. Can't so wait. Can't wait for that one. Um, out, of the, out of the box for our Something to Scream About is our favourite death scenes. That's going to be well good. We'll get people involved with that one. Yeah, time. definitely. And then um, my pick will be a reanimator. So looking forward to episode six. Brilliant. So if you want to get involved with anything, uh, ask us any questions, give us any recommendations or anything like that, or like we said, get involved with any of the uh, topics that we're doing, like picking your favourite destiny. Um, You can find us on Twitter, Draw One Last Breath Podcast, at Draw One Last. You can search for us on Facebook, Draw Draw One Last Podcast. Um, or on Instagram, draw one last breath podcast, or you can send us an email, an old-fashioned email. An old-fashioned email. Be the fir- be the first one. <laughs> we already had one. Or you can send a pigeon. Or you can send a pigeon. Yeah. So send our a raven. E- <laughs> our email address is uh, draw one last breath pod at hotmail dot com. Yeah. And I think there's only one more thing to do. Go for it. Yeah. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. <laughs>